Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 126, Leo Seventh. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. So today's Pope Leo VII is a welcome reprieve from the rather scandalous and worldly popes we've been dealing with up to this point. He was of Roman origin. He was the Cardinal Priest of San Sisto before being elected Pope in early January of 936. And he was chosen, like many of the past popes, by the current political ruler of Rome, Alberic II, who, if you remember from last week, had deposed his mother, Marozia, and had imprisoned her after she attempted to marry Hugh, the King of Italy. Now, Hugh had, however, escaped in the meantime from Alberic's mob, and now he had an army on his way to take Rome from Alberic. So seeing the turmoil ahead, Leo attempted to mediate a solution, and to do so, he called our friend from our last episode, St. Odo of Cluny, and basically the most respected and widely known holy man in the church at the time. So St. Odo came to Rome and settled the dispute between Hugh and Alberic, which was sealed by Alberic marrying Hugh's daughter. And while he was in Rome, Leo confirmed again the privileges of the reforming monastery of Cluny and then invited St. Odo to help reform the Benedictine monasteries in Rome themselves. This he did. He helped stamp out some of the spiritual lackness and called the monks of Rome to return to the original call of holiness that is present in the rule of St. Benedict. So despite being handpicked by the dictator of Rome, Leo's actually a fairly holy and pious pope. Albrecht, in fact, for the most part, with a big exception, which we'll find out a little bit later, Albrecht was actually pretty good at picking holy-ish or holy popes. And Leo actually was a pretty holy guy. He wrote frequently to St. Odo, and eventually in 938 he went beyond his predecessor John XI and guaranteed that the election of the abbot of Cluny should be free from any outside influence, especially the secular rulers nearby. And this was a big deal. Most monasteries and dioceses were under some sort of political control, and the local lord could say, my son should be in this position, or so-and-so should be in this position. I mean, even the papacy, as we've seen, is in this same exact position at this time. But the initial separation from the secular ruler present at Cluny was really a big deal and will bear a lot of fruit in the future. And most of what we know about Leo VII comes from his confirmation of reformist actions in monasteries across Europe. He likewise sent out a representative to Germany who he gave power to begin reforming process there. But Leo's pontificate was unfortunately quite short. He died in July 13, 939 and was buried in St. Peter's Basilica. And he was succeeded by Stephen VIII and we will talk about him next week. Thanks for listening to Habemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Thank you and God bless you. <laughs>